Praise the Lord. We welcome you all to our live broadcast this Sunday, 2nd of May 2021. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, we thank you. We give you all the praise. You have seen us through the week. You have gathered us again to hear from you. Father, may your countenance shine upon all who hear this message. And may you continue to guide them, teach them, enable them to walk the work of ministry. And for those who have yet to repent, may they repent after the hearing of this message, O Lord. And may you confirm your words, O Lord our God, in your hearts as you guide them and lead them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. The instrumental taken again from our brother Caleb Brassi. May the Lord continue to bless him and guide him. We are concluding our series today, the Holy Spirit Helper, Teacher and Guide. So we'll go to the last topic. We encourage everyone who have not been part of this series to go back. It's on our Facebook page. It's on YouTube. It's also on our worldevangel.com page for you to follow through. Today is the 15th week. And today's concluding title is The Dawn Will Shatter the Darkness. Remember, there's darkness all over the earth right now. It's been there for a long time, but it is intensified in the last hundred years. It's horrible now. But the dawn will shatter the darkness. Praise the Lord. That's today's topic. The outline. Question for you and I, which we have to conclude today is, who is your teacher? The Holy Spirit organized apostate churches. See, we have laid it at the feet of the apostate churches so far, that they didn't listen to the Holy Spirit. The question is, are you listening to the Holy Spirit today? Two, how to make God your first love? Because if you don't make God your first love, we're wasting our time. Three, the dawn will shatter the darkness when the prince, the king of kings, will descend from the heavens. Praise the Lord. God is looking for those who believe his word. Study his word, act on his word, and live according to his word. All of them combined. Praise the Lord. Who is your teacher? The Holy Spirit organized apostate churches. You will answer. As we come to the end of the series, the Holy Spirit helper, teacher, and guide, we want everyone hearing us or watching to answer the question, who is your teacher? Is it the Holy Spirit or your church organization? If the answer is the Holy Spirit, we say thank God. And we pray that He continues to sustain you and guide you and lead you as you run the rest to eternal life. But if your church organization is your teacher, that means you believe so much in your church organization that you are willing to stake your soul, that means your life on your church organization and not on God. We would like to draw your attention to this fact. Any church group, denomination, or buildings called churches that has taken over the functions of the Holy Spirit is apostate. So unless your church is telling you that the Holy Spirit is teaching, your church is apostate. 
For several centuries, apostate church groups deceived their followers. They prevented them from knowing the truth that the Holy Spirit is the teacher and guide of each believer. There is each believer. Because each believer has a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why the Holy Spirit is coming and is the one teaching you. In this series, which we have for the last 14 weeks, today is the 15th week, we have revealed what is self-evident from the ordinary reading of the Bible. There's no interpretation, just the ordinary reading of the Bible. We believe that God opened our eyes to this truth at this time because his son is about to descend from the heavens. And because we read it and he impressed on our heart, we also have revealed this truth to you for you to go back to your Bible and confirm that these things are so. And we have asked that you check everything we have taught using your Bible, not anything else. After which we ask that you go to God in prayers for confirmation. So if you have been doing that, then thank God. But after confirming these self-evident truths, you cannot remain the same person doing what you've been doing before. You know, enjoy the programs, attend services in buildings called churches, and you think you have done great. Wrong. You must tell others the truth that God has revealed to you. If we had kept these truths ourselves, you would not have had it. So you must tell others. Because God is raising and preparing his army to counter and confront the fallen away churches and denominations, as well as Antichrist. And we are asking you to be part of that army. Not joining us. We are just promoting and we are asking you to promote the same to others. Praise the Lord. Because there's so much falsehood, as we said last week. So much self-seeking. So much demonic activities. So much evil clothed as good. That God is looking for those who will stand up. Not hide in their closets. Not cowards. Who will stand up and contend for the truth in a world that is full of darkness. The time of hiding is over. Next slide. How to make God your first love? Because this is where many people fail the test. For those who have come to know this truth, that the Holy Spirit is teacher and not church organizations, you need to know the following. You must make God your first love. Number one. You must die to self and break from the world. You cannot straddle the world and the kingdom of God. It's not possible. Once you are struggling, you are with the world. Followers of Christ have an implacable enemy. That's an enemy that is determined to bring them down. And deceit and lies are his weapons. He deceived and continues to deceive apostate Christianity. Why do you think hundreds of millions 
I would even go as far as to say billions of professing Christians cannot leave apostate Christian church organizations and denominations. Why do you think that they have bought into the lies of Satan? Promoted by their leaders the same way the Jews believe their apostate religious leaders. Remember, the Jews believe their leaders. And when Christ came, how many recognized him? I think there were about eight or so. While a baby in the temple, who knew of his coming or saw that he had come? The same way. The answer they did not make God their first love. Had they done so, they would have been, it had been revealed to them to the same way to reveal to Simeon who came into the temple to bless the child Jesus. Whoever doesn't make God the first love cannot break from the world. And we know that friendship with the world is enmity with God. You can't be friends with the world and be God's friend. It's not possible. You have to choose one. Because when God is your first love, you are God's friend. And the Holy Spirit guides you. And you are able to separate the truth from the lies. And no one can deceive you because you love God and the things of God. The Lord knew that his followers would derail because he knew the enemy would attack them viciously. That's why he sent a helper like himself, the Holy Spirit. That's why he sent him. Praise the Lord. That helper, the Holy Spirit, who came down on that Pentecost morning after the lost ascension into the heavens. If God is their first love, you will see him and he will be enabling you. But if God is not your first love, you can never hear the Holy Spirit. That's why it is crucial that you make God your first love. First scripture, please. John chapter 14, verses 15 to 21. If you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them. And I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. Praise the Lord. For the Holy Spirit to live and indwell you, as we read, you must be obedient to the Lord who purchased you with his blood and baptize you with the Holy Spirit. That is the only way you must obey His commands. If you are disobedient, you cannot hear what He's telling you. So here are the two things you must do to make God your first love. Number one, resolve today to be obedient to God. Confess your sins and weaknesses and ask God to forgive you and enable you to start anew. Then pray for the power from God to withstand temptation. 
Remember, lead us away not from evil, from you know, from evil and all that. Exactly. In our Lord's prayer, you have to ask God for the power to withstand temptation and to rule over your selfish motives. God sees the heart. He will know if your repentance is genuine or not. Second thing you must do to make God your first love, you have to die to self. Did you hear me? You have to die to self. There is no way of avoiding that death if you really want to make God your first love. Because if you are not dead to yourself, then that means God is not first. God has to be first before you or before anything else. That's why you have to die. Meaning this body has to die to the things of the world. Let's take your please. John chapter 12, verses 24 to 26. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Praise the Lord. You had the scripture. You had the Lord. If you are not prepared to die to self, what do you want God then to tell you? Because you are disobedient. He asked you to die to self. So that you can be productive. So you can hear him. So he can enable you. So he can guide you. Because if you don't die to self, even when he talks to you, you cannot understand. Because your flesh is ruling you and acting. Because what God is going to tell you is going to be against what your flesh stands for. It is a love of self that makes Christians to love the world and worldly prosperity messages. And the devil knows it. Spirit-feeding messages are like poison to those who have not believed and to those who have believed but they are worldly Christians. They disdain spirit-filled messages. They look for anything that helps them to justify their love or spirit-killing and death messages. Because any message about prosperity in this world is a death message. And many have run to churches today and are flocking there and shouting hallelujah. But I shout into my man. Next scripture, please. John chapter 6, verses 26 to 27. Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. Praise the Lord. Prosperity lovers, those of you who continue to shout hallelujah in church, when they say, bring this and God will give you this. They're like those Jews we just read. They were seeking the Lord Jesus Christ because they wanted more loaves of bread, food for the flesh. But he rebuked them because they were willing to hear the words of eternal life, which is food for the spirit. They loved their worldly lives. And we are not prepared to make any changes to, to, to that life. But those who had the Lord have died to self. So they were able to understand that the words he spoke were food for the spirit. Hence Peter told him, Lord, you have the words of eternal life. 
They desire to know God and His ways. They hated their lives in this world because of their love for Jesus. And because they hated their lives on earth. Their minds on things above and on the mission of God. Praise the Lord. Let's repeat. Loving life in this world equals eternal damnation. Hating life in this world because of Jesus equals eternal life. And God wants his children to be pilgrims. Or doers of his word in the world. Pilgrims are heavenly citizens. They are priests of God. And are sons and daughters of God. They are always shown what the activities that are in conflict with kingdom values. You will never see them playing politics. Or joining in all these culturally sanctioned whatever, whatever, whatever. Yes. They cannot be found there. Because they have a kingdom. And they have a message. That message is saying everybody has seen that culture to the glory. All cultures and kingdoms included. Kings and queens included. So how can they join with them? Praise the Lord. Next scripture please. First Peter chapter 2 verses 9 to 11. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who once were not a people but are now the people of God. Who had not obtained mercy but none have obtained mercy. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. Praise the Lord. You are sojourners and pilgrims. You are you belong to a royal priesthood. You are a chosen generation. So why do you then go to the world that is going into oblivion? Why do you go back to those things that will draw you back and prevent you from inheriting eternal life? Next scripture. Hebrews chapter 11 verses 13 to 16. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare clearly that they seek a homeland. And truly if they had called to mind that country from which they have come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Praise the Lord. See the qualifications of those who have made God their first love. They were willing to pay the price for that love. I want you to go back home today or wherever you are to read Hebrews 11 again, 13 to 16. Those are the qualities. That should be your mindset. And if you do that, then you have made God your first love. If you have not, ask the Lord to give you the grace so that you can make him your first love. Are you willing to do the same today? You have to determine. It is either death or life. And I don't mean death, physical death. I mean eternal damnation or eternal life. There's no middle ground. The dawn will shatter the darkness. Next item. The dawn will shatter the darkness. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. 
Shall we read the next scripture, please? Revelation chapter 22, verses 10 to 14. And he said to me, Do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life, and may enter through the gates into the city. Praise the Lord. The Lord will descend from the heaven, and the darkness in the whole world will be shattered. In a moment, in a moment, as he comes to make his triumphant return. Question Will you be among those waiting for him? Whether you are living now, now, or you've passed into glory, or into damnation? Or will you be afraid of that intense brightness that will shatter the darkness and usher in the new dawn? There's no middle ground. I come to tell you people, there's no middle ground. It's either A or B. No middle ground. And if you say, well, I'm going to repent some X date, or I'm backslidden, but I'm, no, it's not possible. Repent today because you had a, because today your life could be lost. And you end up in Christless eternity. That should scare you. Because it scares me to think about it. And so I make things right with God. And I pray for his power and grace to continue to enable me to walk the walk each day. The Lord gave his obedient children a charge. Preach the good news. Teach those who believe his ways and commands. You have been watching and following your ministry for some time. If today is your face day, well, join the club. You have been convicted to what we have been saying. That what we have been saying is true, you know. Because God has confirmed it in your heart. That little voice, he comes sometimes like a little voice. He has already ministered to you that these are the truths. But you're hearing other voices from the world and from your church organizations. But you have kept this truth, this light to yourself. You are happy when you hear it, but that's the end of the story. Maybe you're afraid of your family, of your friends, your church members. You are pastors, you are elders, you are Jews, where you work. Okay. You can't even share them on your Facebook or WhatsApp or other social media. No, you won't. But let a joke come into your inbox. You share immediately. Comedies, you share immediately to your families and friends. They don't know who you are. And if your friends identify that you are with them, then that means you are not with God. So if you have not been sharing these truths that you know to be true, you need to re-examine your life and your work with God. What will you tell your Lord and Master on that glorious dawn? That you are afraid? Do you think He created this opportunity for you to hear the truth so that you just hide it and be happy in your room? Or your house. Permit me to assert that he expects you and I to proclaim the message at all times. 
Because freely you have received what he has given to us. Freely you must tell others or you are in disobedience. He has told me and I have told you, so I am free by God's grace. Next scripture please. Matthew chapter 10 verses 32 to 39. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And the man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Praise the Lord. If you are hiding the truth, you are denying him. And I need you to read that scripture again in your closet. That scripture, please. Revelation chapter 21, verses 6 to 8. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Praise the Lord. Did you see what the Lord did there? The cowardly, he started. The cowardly cannot be unbelievers. He has to be believers. But the cowardly, they are the number one in his condemnation. Number one, before the unbelieving, before the abominable, before murderers, before sexual immorality, those who have committed sexual immorality, before sorcerers, before idolaters, before liars, the cowardly, his children who are cowardly, his wrath is on them if they fail to stand up and preach the gospel. So it is time to stop being a coward and tell others the good news, especially those in your church organizations. Those you know that will ostracize you for speaking the truth. But in speaking the truth, you may save many and you will not face the wrath of God. The cowardly, the cowardly will not inherit eternal life. The cowardly, the coward Christians, the coward followers of Christ, they will not inherit eternal life. So if you have had the truth and you are afraid, you are a coward. That means, except you repent, you are done. Don't be afraid. I tell you, initially one can be afraid. Confess your cowardice to God and ask Him to give you the strength. And the Holy Spirit will guide you. I give you that assurance. He'll give you the words to use and convict your hearers. Don't rely on your strength. Don't rely on your fear. God is God. He will be in your situation. Remember when Moses was sending him to Pharaoh? Moses was afraid and didn't want to go. But when he said, no, go in my name. So you are not going in your name, you are going in God's name. All those enemies you think, they will fall away. And you are surprised that your major opposers will turn to know the Lord. Remember Paul, Saul who became Paul. Praise the Lord. If they persecute you, rejoice. 
Then they persecuted the Lord Jesus Christ. So if they persecuted him, what's your problem? You are in good company. That means your Lord and Savior is saying, my son, my daughter, go ahead, I'm with you. Even up to the end of the age. And so when that dawn comes, when that brightness shatters the darkness, oh yes, you say, welcome home, my son or my daughter. Welcome into the joy of the Lord, which has prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Today is the time to start, stop receiving and not giving. Give out the messages, share them aggressively, minister. And as you do, God, you'll be surprised what the gifts God has enabled you in. They are still potential, but they can only be activated by your faith in God. By your first starting to preach, reach out to others with the truth. If you don't need, just share it on your WhatsApp, on your Facebook. Share them. Let them castigate you. That's okay. That's the start. And as you do, you go back to your Bible. As you read, God will going to tell you, we'll tell them this one. You'll be amazed what will happen. That's how the ministry starts. We're going to sing a song today. The song is, it will be what it all. Sometimes the day seems long. Our trials are hard to bear. We are tempted to complain, to murmur and despair. But Christ will soon appear. Yes, on that glorious dawn, to catch his bride away. All tears forever over in God's eternal day. Remember that, my brothers and sisters. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see Christ. One glimpse of his dear face, all sorrow will erase. Our tears will dry up. So bravely run the race, my brothers and sisters, till we see Christ. You are pilgrims of God. You are sons and daughters of God. So bravely run this race till we see Christ in glory. Sometimes the sky looks dark with not a ray of light. We are tossed and driven on. No human help in sight. But there is one in heaven. And of course the Holy Spirit is dwelling us. Who knows our deepest care? Allow Jesus to solve your problems. Just go to him in prayer. Just go to him in prayer. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus descending from the heavens with a shout of an archangel. Life's trials we seem so small when we see Christ. One glimpse of his dear face, all sorrow and tears will erase. So bravely, my brothers and sisters, let us run this race. Let us run this race till we see Christ. I plead with you.
life's day will soon be over. All these our toils and sufferings will soon be over. All storms will forever be past. We will cross the great divide of glory. Safe at last. We will share the joys of heaven. A harp, a home, a crown. And the tempter, humanity's arch enemy, will be banished. And we will lay our bodies down. It will be worth it all, my brothers and sisters, when we see Jesus. So let us bravely run this race till we see him. Our Father and our God, thank you for coming to the end of this series. We pray that your children will bravely take the mantle and continue to run this race until your son comes, until the brightness of his coming shatters the darkness on earth, until the sons and daughters of the kingdom of God are revealed. We are praying, Lord, so many are suffering. So many are being tempted. So many are being persecuted. So many are being tried. So many are being even bombarded from the kingdom of darkness. But Father, you are God. May your countenance shine upon your children. As it shines, may the yokes in their lives that are keeping them that be broken. May their eyes be opened. And may their hearts, as they receive the engrafted word, Lord, May it energize them that the light of Christ will shine from all over the world the way you meant it from the beginning. And they will look unto you, Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of your faith. Knowing that they have the Holy Spirit, the helper you sent, the comforter, to comfort them, to guide them, to teach them, and bring all of them into the knowledge of truth. Lord your God, Destroy all the citadels of Baal. Wherever your name is being lifted, but not your name, Lord, expose and pull them down so that your children in these apostate organizations may be freed. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, dear Father God, for this message and for this series and for those in this ministry, for the strength they have to give us, for continuing to give us the words to give your people for sustaining us by your grace. Yes. Blessings, glory, and honor to your God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. By address we see you next Sunday. Put everything you've had to heart. Go to our website. The messages are all there. And take your Bible and walk. And as you do, you will see that these things are true. And the Holy Spirit will guide you and tell you what next you should do. Praise the Lord.